Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're looking after yourselves. Uh, as you can see, this is in person. Uh, yeah, so we are moving to more in-person episodes because uh, we thought now is the time to get involved with more in-person things. You know, you've uh, you've seen us talking uh, one person on the screen at a time. Sometimes we've had three, you know, on the occasional special occasion. Uh, but yeah, we're now in person uh, and we are back with another episode of Behind the Curtain. Um, and, you know, we always have amazing guest speakers on. We always have people who are passionate about stuff, passionate about topics. And I thought, what better way to, to, to start this episode, to start our first actual behind the curtains in-person episode than bringing on an amazing guest speaker. But as I say, I'll, I'll never do them justice. Uh, you know, it's, it's taken us a while to get this episode, so I don't want to ruin their introduction. So uh, I'm going to hand over to our guest speaker. So, uh, Vic, could you just uh, tell us a bit about you? Yes, so hello everyone. Uh, I'm really happy to be here. Uh, I'm Victoria, or Vic, uh, and I'm a Vice President of uh, College of Health Medicine and Life Sciences. That's a Briva. Um, but basically I'm one of the sabbatical officers. Um, it's my second year in the role. Uh, and I'm also a psychology student uh, from Poland. I think that's, that's the best <laughs> I can do. <laughs> No, 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 it's a, it's a great introduction. It's a great introduction. So yeah, so you might have seen Vic uh, on some of the unions Instagram or Facebook uh, or social media channels, should I say, uh, producing some videos. Um, and she's going to be talking more about actually one of her campaigns that you might have seen on there as well. Because I know I've seen it, so uh, you might have seen it too. Um, but yeah, let's start things off with our first official question uh, of the episode. Now... You, you know, you, you're as you mentioned, you're the VP for, uh, for, for well, I don't know if it's Chills anymore because it's got the M, so I think it's Chimmels. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, I'm telling you, when you've been here for a while, you have to get used to all these new things. Um, but, Believe me, most of the stuff didn't. <laughs> honestly, it doesn't. It, yeah, it, it, you'll you'll find uh, if you're if you're a uh, Brunel student or, or listener, you know, sometimes things take time before they sort of they become become. Uh, Every day. Um, but yeah, I think it's really important to mention that, you know, you are, as I mentioned, you know, people might have seen you from the videos that you've done on Instagram, especially I've seen them, uh, about the period campaign that's being run by the student union led by you. Um, and I guess our first question is, could we know more about it? What, what's it about? Um, yeah, so now it actually has a title, uh, which took us a long time, actually, um, which is period at Brunel. I know, very original, um, but I guess it's to the point. Um, so I think there are two parts to the campaign, and one is just simply providing free products uh, for people in university. And because it's a union project from the start, uh, we're starting a little bit smaller, and so it's Hamilton Centre, all bathrooms near our bar lockers mm. basically um and the second part of the campaign is uh to actually raise awareness of period uh, poverty mm. i obviously it's a bigger issue nowadays that cost of living crisis touches like every aspect of everyone's life um and also, you know, try and maybe tackle the the stigma of period as well so you know um help people feel more comfortable to talk about this and maybe, you know, destroy some of the myths. Um, and I think the aim for the campaign is um, to go bigger with it and um, get university to provide uh, products in more buildings than just ours. Oh, wow. That's really, wow. Really powerful. Um, yeah. I think kind of what you mentioned, uh, and it might, might, I guess it'd be good for us to explain, uh, you know, you mentioned period poverty. Uh, now there might be some people listening or watching who might be, not sure what that exactly that means. Uh, could you just let us know exactly what what it is? Um, so 
Um, as with, I think, poverty in general, it, it's really hard to give a definition mm. for it. And period poverty is obviously like a, a part of poverty uh, that you can't really separate. Um, but obviously, this is just people uh, not being able to afford period products. And often then that leads them to having to use um, toilet uh, tissue instead or socks or, or, or stuff like that. Um and obviously the products can be very expensive. Um, some countries like Scotland, I know, um, have now provides it to, to most of the education mm. facilities, which is amazing. England does it for schools, not for universities yet. <laughs> Hopefully yet. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think it's, um, uh, because period, a lot of times for families, I feel like because you can use, let's say, toilet tissue, if you have choice between buying a meal or that, mm. a lot of times um, you choose the first one. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And like you said, you know, um, both from a sort of like a perspective of, you know, whether it's someone who's at university or not, but especially, you know, well, I mean, I say especially, but sort of like, Globally, um, with rising costs of living, um, items being more expensive than they used to, like you said, is is really a, a, a very prevalent and very sort of like a important issue. Um, and it is really great to sort of hear that the union uh, especially is doing work on that. And, you know, kind of what we said, you know, the, with all campaigns, or with all activism work, uh, you know, it's not small, but it's a gradual, yeah. gradual change. So that's really, really helps it. Um, now, I guess... The next question we want to ask is, you know, what inspired you to start this campaign? Because uh, I know, um, as you yourself, you've run a few campaigns before. Um, but what inspired you to start this particular campaign? Um, so it was actually last year when I was working at um campaign of like sexual about well, anti-sexual harassment, mm. I'd say. Um one of uh, our women's officer at the time, Daisy. Uh, was working on that with us and they uh, came up with an idea of providing of like us buying some uh, some products and then providing it to people Um, but then unfortunately summer came and they never really uh, went further with it but we're very happy to pass it on and I kind of picked it up because we all thought it is amazing um, thing to do so then since then I've been just working on it uh, because I think uh, as a person who menstruates, that, that's very close to my heart. Um, and yeah, I think that the dialogue around uh, period stigma and everything in recent years has been uh, more present mm-hmm. um, and louder. And I think we already see change like in advertisements uh, and there's lots of charities um, and activists that do it. So yeah, I think it was the time. And so I think everything really, but started with Daisy yeah. uh, to give credit. <laughs> oh, perfect. Oh, thank you. And uh, apologies, uh, audience. Uh, as you can see, the light has turned off in one of the groups. So I need to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, thank you very much. I, I think that's really interesting because, um, you know, as you sort of mentioned, I think it is amazing when you see campaigns sort of come from other campaigns. And, you know, especially with the union where, you know, offices, change uh both full-time offices and part-time offices it is nice to see that sort of continuity you know it's having those those 
um, those campaigns lead on to more work that's done to sort of help students, which, you know, is, is ultimately what we're, we're all here to do. Um, but yeah, I think going on to our last our last question that we've got for this segment, um, you sort of mentioned it already. Um, so you know, if, if you if you if you want to if you want me to come up with another one on the spot, I will uh, <laughs> try and do it. But um, you know, how is the union tackling period poverty? I know you mentioned uh, the products that are being uh, given in the Hamilton Centre. Um, but yeah, what is the union doing? Anything else? Um, I know, you, like I mentioned, you're doing videos. Maybe you tell us a bit more about that. Um, so. <clears throat> Uh, obviously, providing the products. I know that uh, university is uh, doing a food bank or organizing a food mm-hmm. bank recently. So we'll be donating some of our products there as well. So it's not only the, this one place. And I think um, a lot of, um, well, the point of like buying a bulk now, but just for a smaller sample is to gather data mm-hmm. Um ask people what kind of products they want, see how many products uh, are needed. Uh, so far, I can say oh, we've used over 800 products and we started half of November. So mm. uh, that's a lot, I think. Um, and so, yeah, we want to gather this data and we want to see how much it costs and how much there's a need for it. Um, to then, as I said previously, go to university and be like, this is worth it. It doesn't cost that much. You know, put it in your budget permanently. Mm. Um, and I obviously, I'm not asking for like every single bathroom <laughs> on campus, but, you know, library mm. or something like that. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, no, that's really great. Uh, and like what you said, you know, it's it's not about... Um, getting it everywhere I mean great it could be everywhere Um, but it's about you know having it in as many accessible places as possible so students who are going you know students especially those on campus can use these these facilities and these resources Um, yeah yeah. uh, and I think I'm a big um, supporter of putting it actually in bathrooms Mm. and in all bathrooms because we've tried to like put it in the male one and in the female one and we have gender neutral bathroom mm. and disabled bathroom as well uh because um i think university tried to do it whether by you know you can come and ask us mm. to get the product or to put it just in fem- female bathroom and i think uh, you know, women aren't the only ones to menstruate. And I think that's another one of like really big myths about menstruation. Uh, and it's really because it's it can be very embarrassing for other people, mm. although it shouldn't be. But, you know, we we are where we are. Um, I think it, it, it is much easier for people to just like, oh, I need it at this moment when I'm in the bathroom rather than, you know, go and mm. ask. Um so yeah yeah no i definitely agree and kind of like what you mentioned you know there is a stigma when it comes to especially you know you know i mean i'm a guy so i guess saying from like a guy point of view you know the conversations around like periods and menstruation um can sometimes not happen because like you said especially you know you know do a whole episode on sexism but um, <laughs> you know like what you're mentioning there that you know especially if people at, at you know i'm not saying specifically to the university but you know if it's in an organization and people higher up are only men uh then obviously like you said um men typically don't menstruate um and they are the ones that you know making the decisions for the rest of the workplace and they're not seeing you know the effects that it's having um which again like i said just a whole conversation on that um but no i think it's really important and it's really great actually sorry to see that that's what you know you're you're doing this change um because i know 
that, uh, like you said, I know from hearing from people, from, uh, you know, people on my course, from friends, um, from random people I've just met on campus, you know, uh, this is this is a tough year. Um, and, you know, there are, like you said, it's now becoming a sort of choice of, you know, do I buy food? Do I, um, do I like buy hygiene products for myself? Uh, do I buy this? Do I buy that? And it can really impact a student's decisions. Um, but it's great to see that you guys are doing actually, you know, you're doing really great work and helping to support students, which I think is, you know, like I said, it's ultimately what we're here for. So uh, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. No, no, no. Um, and yeah, but um, you know, we've, we've come to the end of the episode and it's been a pleasure Vic, to, to have you on, on the podcast. Um, there might be some people in our audience thinking, wow, you know, Vic's doing amazing work. I want to, I want to know more about Vic. I want to, I want to get in touch with Vic. Um, they might even be able to support in some way, um, which actually, before we sort of go into how they can contact you, I, I didn't actually ask that. Is there any way that students can support with this campaign? Um, so, uh, obviously this is not like, this is just the beginning mm. of it. And I think uh, looking at next year, um, I want to do much more events. We wanted to do like discussion panels okay. about peering and stigma and stuff. So I think just keep an eye on our uh, social medias. Um, and yeah, I'm gonna try to reach for to more societies uh, and see. But there's definitely raising awareness is the the easiest one mm. for now, I think. Um, but if you have any ideas, like we're always happy to, you know, uh, take you on board. Mm. No, definitely. And I guess that nicely leads on uh, to what I was saying before about how is the best, you know, what's the best way for students to get in contact with you? Um, so obviously email, which is. Victoria at at no Victoria dot Svoboda uh, at uh, Brunel dot uh, AC dot UK. Um, basically, on the website of the Union website, you can find all my contact details. I also have Instagram uh, that is also on the website. Uh, you might have trouble spelling my name, so maybe just go there. <laughs> um, uh, and yeah, I, I'm. If you want to chat to me about this campaign call me at any point of the night and I can give you four hours of conversation. Um. Oh, wow. No, thank you. Um, I mean, I'm sure our sure audience um, will definitely get in. Like I said, it's a really great campaign, so I'm sure our audience will, will be glad to support in any way they can. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much, uh, wonderful audience, for coming back to another episode. If you like this episode, like, comment and subscribe. It's always appreciated. Uh, make sure you click the notification bell so you don't mix, miss sorry, uh, when the next episode's coming out. Uh, and feel free to, uh, you know, if you want to support the podcast, if you want to get some free perks while doing it, uh, check out our Patreon page, links down below, uh, and you can find out more there. But uh, yeah, we've come to the end of the episode. It's been a pleasure. Vic, thank you very much for coming on. This has been great to discuss this uh, conversation with you and I guess, uh, you know, be a part of the change. Uh, I'd say it's, it's nice. It's nice. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, no, thank you. Uh, and we'll see you all later in the next episode where we go behind the curtain. So uh, thank you and goodbye for now.